welcome back, fellow SideQuesters. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Miss Emily. Hi. Nice to meet you all. So uh, the reason why Emily is a very special guest is because she has a very unique job. And it's not a job that everyone has. Some people might try to emulate this job, but Emily has made it an art form. And so, Emily, tell us, what do you do for a living? Oh, boy. Well, uh, my main stream of income right now is working as an e-dominatrix, and it's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been doing this, and how did you get into it? Oh, boy. Well, um, I've been doing this. This is going to really show my age. I've been doing this for around 12, 13 Mm years-ish. And um, I actually got into it because I just... um, I, with my probably most serious boyfriend who I started dating mm-hmm. um, when I was 18, uh, he was very into the idea of me doming him. And um, I ended up looking very into that. And at the time I was also, I was looking for a way out of a very toxic home situation. Mm-hmm. So two and two kind of connected and I was like, well, um I can try this out so I started doing a bit of that a little bit of uh, I did some camming too that's kind of like a, that's like a sex work staple mm-hmm. like everyone I know that's in sex work is at some point been camming <laughs> but um that very quickly ended up becoming like I found like my little niche there because I was I just have a very natural inclination towards this kind of a thing in my private life mm-hmm. so I started doing that and it has led me to great success and happiness that is awesome now is this something that, so you've been doing it, so we're in double digits now, so over a decade. Do you <laughs> feel like it's something that you will just continue as for as long as possible? Yes, 100% yes. Like, honestly, I know that um, a lot of people will get into this kind of line of work just as sort of um, a temporary thing. I know with COVID, a lot of people have been getting into different forms of online sex work because it, um, it, it, it helps to put food on the table. But for me personally, like, I love this. I have no plans to, like, escape or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this this is just my dream job. So, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> exciting. Like, it's, yeah. it's honestly really rare that people find their dream job at any given point in time. And then find it and then are able to continue with it and let it pay the bills. Yeah. We are in a very side hustle, side questy world right now. So that's super important. But so I know you talked a little bit about COVID. What are your thoughts on OnlyFans? Because it seems everyone has one, has a Patreon. It seems that everyone's doing sex work now and calling themselves a sex worker. What are your thoughts on that? Here's the thing. Um, there's, There's a good side and a bad side to OnlyFans. As far as platforms go, like... I'm very leery of it personally. I tried it out temporarily as a platform. I would not be going back to it personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many reasons, it does not drive traffic to you. There's no real internal traffic or search mechanism. And also in the terms of service, you need to be really careful because technically speaking, sex work is against the rules. And I know mm-hmm. some people who have actually had their accounts seized and had just had all their funds taken from them oh, wow. which is my biggest issue but um so that's why I'll do platforms that are designed specifically just for sex work but here's the thing as far as the cultural phenomenon goes I really appreciate what OnlyFans has done mm-hmm. because it used to be like 10-15 years ago when you talked about like getting naked on the internet 
people would look people there, there was like a very big taboo against it and there still kind of is but not as much now it's opened things up it's normalized so it's like we're getting the to the stage in our culture now where thank god you're gonna start to get in more trouble for saying like an ethnic slur on the internet versus mm-hmm. for being naked on the internet which is how it always should have been like you should getting naked on the internet hurts no one and the best thing about OnlyFans is it's actually made life easier for like even a lot of non-sex workers because let me tell you like if you've ever taken a picture of your boobs if you have ever like sent any kind of news to anyone even if you've been non-consensually recorded Mm -hmm. you should never have that footage come out and have to lose your job over it like 10 years later like if you made like a sex tape with your boyfriend when you were 18 it should never be the case that someone can use that against you and get you like fired from a nursing job when you are hurting no one. And OnlyFans have really helped with that. I think also too, there is a stigma with females doing it. And I think that's what I have such an issue with. I mean, you have two components. You have some people like, oh, that's not feminism or other people are like, oh, you're X, Y, and Z because you do that. But on the other hand, there is kind of an empowerment where it's like, this is what I have. And I can use it and I can make money. Now people are upset because now we're just charging for it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't, I mean, to me, I think that's what some of the issue is now talking about like losing your job and things like that. If that comes out, do you have any personal boundaries that help separate your professional and personal life? So those things don't happen. Absolutely. It's um like I personally am very open about what I do, but I won't really throw it in anyone's face. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's one of those things where it's like it's out there. And if you approach me about it, I'll be like, yeah, I'm not ashamed to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But um, but as far as like personal boundaries go, like it's a lot of it's just work at home stuff where it's like, okay, like I do have certain hours that I need to work the fact that I work for myself that doesn't mean that I'm free all the time it just means that I can define when those hours are so you cannot take all of them up mm-hmm. and it's it's also things like okay just because what I do is sex work that doesn't mean that just because I'm dating a guy he's entitled to a single dime of what mm-hmm. I make it needs to be treated just like any other job like if I was working at like Walgreens or like I had a nursing job or something like that. Mm-hmm. You treat that money in that job exactly the same way. And if you don't, you're out of my life. I can do better. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Now, has that affected any of your personal relationships? Any of your work at all? I'll tell you, here's the thing. It has, but I'll. it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because the kind of guys that I've dated who have had a problem with me doing sex work or who, who, who have like tried to touch my money, They've mm-hmm. kind of all been garbage people anyway, who I should have never had in my life to begin with. So mm-hmm. if anything, it's like having tattoos. Like it's kind of a good way of like weeding out certain types of people you would never want in your life anyway. So, I find that a hundred percent. I feel like, you know, when I had a partner who's like, I hate tattoos, they're X, Y, and Z. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to be with someone like that. And then now having a partner that adores them and things are so awesome. And you know, I have very limited space left, but when he does, <laughs> he's like, I think that's awesome. You know, and posting about it, it makes a difference, you know, having a yeah. supportive partner versus, you know, one that's not respectful and not supportive. Mm-hmm. So I can see that being an issue. Um, mm-hmm have you in, cause you've been doing it a while and just like with any profession, whether you're a tattoo artist and a teacher, there comes, whether you're reluctant about it or not, you kind of do become a mentor. Have you ever had this opportunity 
to actually mentor younger girls who are just getting started? In a sense, I've never actually taken on an official apprentice before, but there are some younger friends of mine or just newer friends of mine. I've actually, quote unquote, temporarily like mentored uh, people who are a little bit older than me before, just because it's like, I mean, no matter how old you are, if you're inexperienced at something, you can always learn something from someone else. But um, it'll be like, it's usually not like a long-term thing. It'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, teach me how to set up my lighting properly. Teach me what like I need to get done legally mm-hmm. in order to get all my ducks in, in, in line. And it's, um, it's usually just small things like that. I, it's never been like a long-term thing, but if someone wants to like get, if someone I personally know wants to get into this and not have their life turn into a complete disaster, I'm always happy to help. Oh, I love that. I, I do feel like it's, it's hard. I, I, I've seen it. Has there, is there any horror stories that, you know, have experienced with like women being pitted against other women, especially in the particular field that you're in, in your little niche? Yeah, that's, it's totally a thing. Here's, um, especially if you are any kind of professional dominant, I've done dungeon work before I have done pro doming face to face. And let me tell you, especially with the new girls who just don't get it yet. Like, women will sometimes get at each other's throats because they're not earning as much as they'd like to or because ooh, like the same client is like trying to make us jealous of each other and that is some amateur stuff but you can fall for it very easily if you let your ego get involved mm. and that's like especially in your doms it's like the older ones just do not give a fuck <laughs> like if someone wants to run up it's like man i can do better than you anyway just go get out of my life mm-hmm. but like, absolutely with like new girls like Male submissives, because they're not, and not even just men, you can see it in women too sometimes, but submissives in general, because they're not so outwardly aggressive, can be passively aggressive mm. and can sometimes manipulate two or sometimes more people against each other in order to create this weird toxic competitive environment where, oh, look, now the sub's getting attention and all the doms have stopped concentrating on getting that bag and have started concentrating on getting that sub. Mm-hmm. because they're, they've all got something to prove because they're so new and they just don't have that confidence yet and it's like you need to let him go if you want to get that bag absolutely because you're just being distracted mm-hmm. I mean it's mm-hmm. I mean it's fair and I know with your work there is something very unique about it so do you want to tell you know our listeners and our viewers what is very unique about your work that and it's not something that I've <laughs> seen a lot like because I did a lot of research for this yeah. it's different and I think it's actually really cool because I feel like you're like the Felicia Day of sex work now. So that's what's happening. <laughs> like, so tell, so tell everyone what it is that makes it so different. Oh boy. Well, my specific style is um, like every dom will have like their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Some it's corporal punishment, some it's like cystification or something like that. Mm-hmm. For me, I actually am an erotic hypnotist. I had to go through a whole apprenticeship like actual schooling to become an actual hypnotist and get like a certification. And now um, I do that a lot. And it's, it's led to a lot, when, when you do those types of videos, um, the current style is doing a lot of CGI, um, mm-hmm. a lot of special effects, things like that. And as a result, like I'll do other special effects stuff too. Like I'll do transformation, I'll do, um, I'll do giant test kind of things where like the user, the the user, the uh, viewer Mm -hmm. feels like they're like shrinking. 
And it's a lot of fun because I get to just nerd out at a computer. Like for every hour of footage I record, I spend like at least an, at least 10 hours just messing around. And it's just so much fun though, because like I can create all kinds of weird things. Like you can put in backgrounds with green screen, like you can get like really intense. So. I love this part because I can like visibly see you get excited and, and we've been friends before. So we've been friends for a little bit, and oh, we, yeah. you, know, I, you know, so we know, but it's like, it's so nice to see someone who's genuinely so excited about their work and is willing to share. It. And it, and I think it comes out. And I think that's also a service to your clientele because it's not someone who's half-assing it. They are, they are committed. They, they take it seriously. You can have fun, but take it seriously you know, yeah. you make a living off of it. And I think that is what's just so fascinating. So if you had to guesstimate, how many hours do you think you put in to your job? Oh boy. I, it's pretty common for me to work 16 hour days. Honestly, I, um, wow. And that's at least five days a week. So how real, okay. That's like 80 hour work week. I've never calculated, <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, that's that's what it is. I <laughs> work eighty hours. Where am I? This you're like a, you're a doctor. Like you're a doctor now with those hours, <laughs> like eighty God, hours. <laughs> but you have fun and you enjoy it, and you get to. Do you feel like so? You know, over a decade. Do you feel like <laughs> every year? I say it because not to show age, because I'm so fascinated. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. honestly, like I was a teacher after four years. I'm like, I'm done. But I went to, I have a master's degree. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. You know, like I'm done. But to me, that commitment to something and then you still enjoy it. That's what's so crazy to me. You yeah. enjoy it and you love it and you promote it. And it's, there's just so much different stuff going on. Um, so that clearly takes up a lot of time. Is there <laughs> anything that you do? for fun or to decompress that if you ever have time for anything? Oh boy. Uh, well, on the, on the non-serious side, like I do like to play a lot of games. I also like to paint. Um, I don't really cross promote that with, it's, it's just kind of an integrity thing with like, I don't want like my sex works clients. Um, I, I don't want them like following that page and just liking stuff just because they think I'm hot mm -hmm. I want people to actually appreciate my art because it's good art so I don't really cross promote mm -hmm. but yes I do paint so <laughs> that's, that's so thing. exciting so do you play video games or board games or both oh boy uh usually video games when I've got like friends over I'm one of those psychos that likes to play risk <laughs> but yes. yeah, it's uh <laughs> that's exciting so I know at our house we do we do video games we actually I'm a big board game person I'm always buying you know games and things like that um so what so you have that now that's like your fun time and yeah. your work is obviously very physical is there anything that you do in order to prep your mind your body and your spirit for this type of work Oh boy, I have a whole routine. So okay. what I do, um, I like to, first I'll shower um, and I'll be playing like some kind of music to get me amped up while it's going on. And I will turn off um, frequently, not always if there's an emergency, frequently I'll turn off internet access and I won't check it that morning because I don't want to get distracted or brought down by anything mm. um, because that will sap your motivation. If you get like one social media notification, it'll like, it, even if it's not something that bums you out, 
it can really distract you and you get sucked in that hole. And before you know it, you're just scrolling. And it's like, I've wasted an hour. So mm-hmm. shut that off. So I'll shut that off. And I'll usually, if I don't order, I, I like to order sushi on Uber Eats because it's like, you can take a little thing and it's good for you. And it's mm-hmm. like a snack. You don't get like, you don't get like chubby from it. <laughs> so, so I'm not like having like, you know, a hard time, but it's, uh, it's, let's see and it's I like I have a bunch of snacks usually but I'll, I'll try and snack without getting overly full so I don't get tired um and sometimes oh this is another thing like if I've got like a special role like um one thing that I've really wanted to do and a lot of people have suggested to me um is do something with Tomie like you know Junji Ito Tomie she's like this evil succubus Whoa. character like sometimes the day beforehand like I'll really consume a lot of media of whatever that character is to try to get into their head because mm. it's like you kind of recite lines but if you really want to get like amped up and passionate and like into a character's head if like you're doing some custom or something you um you kind of just want to spend some time absorbing that and just surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with it so it doesn't feel like you're just trying to get it out of the way Right. So you do like immerse yourself in it and there is like a ritual. And I know like, you know, there's clearly like, there's a bunch of different body types and everyone has like their own certain thing, but it is really fascinating because I've seen some of your work too. And it is like, I mean, it is the Felicia day of the, of the sex world, but it's, it's so it's fascinating. Like I, people, and we're going to put a link down so people can actually see your work and subscribe if they want to and all those things. But like, I mean, it, it's like Comic-Con, like 101. It is really intense with like the special effects and the makeup <laughs> and the costumes. And it's really, it's not just like, here's a paddle, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. You know yeah. what I mean? It, there's so much more. And I do think that if there is one misconception about BDSM and being a dominatrix, what do you think that would be? And you want to set the record straight right now. <laughs> here's the thing a lot of people when they think of a dominatrix they think of someone who's just gonna yell and scream at them and beat them up and be really harsh that is not true the most successful women i know at this they can put on different sort of like parts of themselves like different personas but if you're a really good dom like really good you should never have to scream you should never have to swear or raise your voice at all to get a man to submit to you you should be able to just with a whisper and a look get a man on his knees that's the mark of a true dom mm, i love that that is not what you see on tv <laughs> it's ever it's like whips and chains and there's yelling and i mean crazy well you there's something about the way that you it's not you're not into it just by happenstance like you can tell that you've taken a scholarly approach to it and you've studied the craft and you've learned the craft and i think what I sometimes get annoyed with is people don't understand it's a craft and it's a skill and it's something that you have to learn and practice. And you don't just pick up your iPhone one day, post pictures of your tits and like hope to be a billionaire. It's true. It's true. Well, there, here's the thing too. Like, well, like what you said with like there being different body types, you can't just take yourself and mash yourself into like whatever stereotype you think works. You can't try to become like another person and expect to succeed because that's just not how it is. Mm -hmm. There might be like, like you know how like different body types you can dress in a flattering way and you can there's a market for every different body type in a similar way there's a market for every different personality type but like if you if you just try and fake it and do something that would work for someone else it might not necessarily work for you right i guess the key is just like be yourself 
and take it slow. Don't pretend that you know everything. Just see what works. And if it doesn't feel right for you, then don't do it. Like, and there are plenty of girls in this too who like desperately want to be a dominatrix. But the fact of the matter is they just, it's just not a right fit. Like if it's not something you do in your personal life and you wouldn't do it for free with your significant other, you should never do this as a job. Mm-hmm. You could become like a beloved cam girl if mm-hmm. you're like sweet and charming, but not necessarily dominant. The key is just not to force it. Mm, I love that. I think that I think so many women are feeling like they have to be forced to be a certain way. And I think that's important. You have to be authentic to yourself and your likes and your dislikes. And that's what makes you successful. And I think that's why you yeah. found a lot of success too, because you love gaming, like you love this culture <laughs> and it, and it shows and, you know, and being naturally, you can be naturally dominant and have, it's not so much as theater as like, this is, I'm allowing someone to see a part of my personality and it's a privilege and not a right. So getting rid yeah. of that entitlement too. For real. Oh my God. The entitlement, especially in like the era of pre-porn, mm-hmm. like the entitlement's a big thing and if you if you act like people are entitled to it if you beg if you seem desperate if you even like if you act very competitive with other women that just sends a signal out to everyone i'm desperate mm-hmm. and if you're desperate you're not worth paying for exactly like i yeah. feel like no is a powerful word <laughs> and like it is and a lot of i think a lot of newbies and those who are kind of at the bottom and trying to work their way up they don't say no enough They think, oh, I'm going to undercut this person. And you're fighting over pennies instead of focusing on the thousands of dollars that you can get in the industry. And I think that's fascinating to me is nobody realizes, stop playing down here. There's so much more, you know, up there. It's true. It's true. And people, here's the thing. They'll try and convince you because like, you're not like some silicone Barbie or because you're like over the age of 25 that you're somehow not worth paying for. But that's not true. That mm-hmm. is not true. Like my cat really wants to see me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on? What's my mom doing? She wants, she's like really loves attention. <laughs> um, I mean, her mom's a Sagittarius. So like it happens. <laughs> But, um, but but yeah, that's like, um, what was I talking about? I was like on some tangent. Um, <laughs> about how women, like they're fighting for like those bottom yeah. tiers. Oh my God. It's true. You should never, never do that. The fact of the matter is there's an audience for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, no one's better than anyone. No one's worse than anyone. You can't go into this industry, like with this weird combative attitude of like proving like, okay, well, I need to prove that I'm that bitch. That is not the attitude that you need. You do not need to prove anything. You're not going to prove jack shit. Mm-hmm. You are that bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get people to pay you. I love that. So as we're winding down, is there any like last thoughts or anything that you want to share about this very incredible and it feels like a mystical world that you know that you're inhabiting? So what final thoughts <laughs> do you have? Uh, final thoughts... Okay, if you're going to get involved in this, do realize that sex work is work. You will be putting a lot of hours into this. If you're very motivated, um, if you're very self-starting and motivated um, on your own, then this could be a very good job for you, but you need to be a natural hustler. It, 
it's a real job and you will realize that when you have to pay taxes yeah. and when you have to market yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You need to know all the things. So mm-hmm. we're going to link below Emily's um, website where you can go. You can check out her work. She does have all the social handles, which are attached to that. that you'll be able to check out. So side questers, if you have any questions, you can always email, leave comments down below and we will try to answer them. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Emily, for stopping by and having fun with us. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.